Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Future Is Now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura. I hope that you are having a great day today. I'm excited for today's episode. We are in the Practical Principles series. So there's been two episodes before this. If you haven't checked it out, make sure to go back, listen to those. It's been an amazing series. Just talking about maturing in our faith. I feel like our world is gearing up to where we need some mature Christians to step up, to be the people that God called us to be. And so we're just talking about principles that helps us get there. Um, A little praise report. We are steadily at over a thousand downloads a week on the podcast, which is incredible. We are at 74 reviews. I think we're going up by five reviews a week, which is a crazy good rate. So continue, continue, continue to be pushing this podcast out, to be sharing it. Um, It means the world to me that you guys are listening. Um, We got some faithful, dedicated listeners on The Future Is Now, um, and I just appreciate you guys oh so much. So make sure if you haven't left a written review on Apple Podcasts, make sure to do that. Share this. If you follow me on Instagram at Spencer Knock, uh, go ahead and follow me, DM me, let me know what you love about today's episode. Today we are talking about um, the principle of solitude. And so with that said, get your hearts and your minds ready for today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast, where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear, and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. All right, we're talking about solitude today. We're talking about why you need to be alone with God. I know when I say lonely, like alone, it's like, oh gosh, I'm, you know, that's something that people struggle with. Like I'm alone all the time. Like I'm in a season of loneliness, you know, especially because of COVID, because of quarantine. Some of you guys are like, I have been alone enough. I need people in my life. And while that's true, community is it can go hand in hand with solitude. Solitude is a a principle that you implement into your life to be intentional alone with God, intentionally alone with God. So, you know, when I say solitude, I'm not, I'm not talking about quarantine. Okay. I'm not talking, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, um, you know, just being alone, just being away from people. No, solitude is something that allows us to mature in our faith because we are able to hear and experience God differently and more richly when we have solitude, okay? You will not experience God the same way if you don't take time to implement solitude into your life. Um, It's something special that happens when we get away with God. So, hear that first. Solitude is intentional. It's not, hey, I'm at my house by myself and I binge watched Squid Game and I ate four bags of Takis. No, that's not what solitude is. Solitude is the the mindset to say, Lord, I am getting away from my current situation, from my current like life sounds, distractions to be with you because I want to experience you in a real way. And you might say, okay, that's a good concept, but where does that even come from? Like where's the uh, concept of 
solitude come, come, come from? And uh, I'm glad you asked because all of the principles that we are talking about come from the Bible, which is a good thing. You know, you, you should be thankful that I'm pulling things from Scripture and not from uh, my own mind. So uh, a couple different areas that we see solitude in Scripture, okay? So we see this in Exodus 3. Moses experiences the burning bush on a mountain away from people. Okay, um, that's where he experienced God. God presented to him, uh, pre- presented himself to him through a burning bush and basically called him to free his people from Israel. Okay, then you fast forward to Exodus 19 after the nation is free. Moses experiences God again and gets the Ten Commandments on a mountain away from people. Okay, we got a theme here going. Then you see Jesus appoint all of the 12 disciples on a mountain away from people. Then what happens? One of his most famous sermons, Sermon on the Mount, arguably the most famous sermon of Jesus, was on a mountain. Then he commissioned the apostles on a mountain. And finally, the transfiguration of Jesus, you guessed it, was on a mountain. All of this happened away from society, away from their world. People got away to get closer to God. Okay, I'll say that again. People got away to get closer to God. So when I'm saying this, um, you know, Jewish tradition says that says that people like the mountain is symbolic because it was closer to God. You know, elevated heavens. You know, it's not entirely true. However, that's you know some of the mindset that people had is they were closer to God on a mountain. But the principle remains the same: is they got solitude, they got away to get closer. To God. Now, I'm not telling you, hey, listener, hey, uh, Betty, that's listening from Kansas, you gotta find a mountain. You know, you gotta drive 80 miles because there's no mountains in Kansas. And you gotta drive four hours every time you wanna experience God. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. You might be listening in Florida, like, I ain't got no mountains around me. That's totally fine. Um, It's just the principle of getting away. So let's think about it like this. Old Testament, right? This is, you know, Old Testament, New Testament. Back in biblical times, there was a lot of meaning geographically. Like geographics had a huge meaning to, you know, the way that they understood life and God. And um, think about this. They, They didn't have the internet, obviously. They didn't have cars. They didn't have airplanes. So when they would just walk away to a mountain they would remove themselves from their world. That was go- Everything that was going on in their world, they removed themselves from it. Okay, so 2021 believers today, let's apply this to us in the sense that getting away equals unplugging. Unplugging. It means turning your phone off. It means stop looking at Instagram and Facebook. It means stop looking at the news, reading the news. You know, even, I always say this ironically, like sometimes it's like, Turn off the podcast, turn off the YouTube channel. Like it means removing ourselves from everything that's going on in this world to experience God. Stepping away from our world. You know, in Exodus 3, when um, Moses, you know, experienced God at the burning bush, uh, God told him, Hey, take off your sandals because you are stepping onto holy ground. Essentially saying, Hey, know that you are stepping away from what you know in normal life and everything that's happening in your world and recognize and respect that now you are entering something holy. You are entering my presence. You are entering a new environment. So if it's true for Moses, we can apply it to our lives of 
There has to be a place that we can step away from everything that's going on in our world and figuratively take off our sandals and step into an environment where we say, Lord, have your way. Lord, I need you. Lord, let me experience you. Speak to me. Okay, so that's what we have to understand is it's not like a physical location for us necessarily, although it can be. Sometimes it's helpful to for people to have a specific location where it's their, you know, it's their time or place to get away and to experience God. I know some people, it's their car. It's like, hey, whenever I need to experience God, I just get in my car and I drive and I pray to God. Some people, it is a figurative like mountain. Like I, I've heard of pastors and different people where they live close to, you know, a mountain and they would go to a place and pray or maybe for you it's a field, maybe for you it's a backyard, maybe for you it's the front porch on your swing at 8 a.m. in the morning. Maybe for you it's literally your living room at a specific time. I'm just saying we need to be able to have a place to have solitude, intentional time with God where we remove everything that's going on in our lives and we dedicate time to God. You know, it's that is going to be the first step to having real intentional experience, maturity when it comes to hearing God. Because I talk to a lot of you guys and you're like, I just don't know how to hear God. I'm listening super hard and I just can't recognize his voice. And may I present to you the idea that maybe it's not a matter of listening harder. Maybe it's a matter of listening better. It's not about listening harder. Some of you are listening so hard and yet there's so much going around on around you that you still can't hear the voice of God. You just need to listen more effectively, more strategically, better. So, so many times we have trouble hearing God, not because of a lack of listening, but because we are listening with competing sounds. That, I'm going to say this again. Sometimes we have trouble hearing God, not because of a lack of listening, but because we are trying to listen with competing sounds. God's heart is that he does not want to compete with anything in your life. He doesn't. He doesn't want to compete with anything. He doesn't want to compete with Instagram. He doesn't want to compete with uh, the, your, your friend circle. He doesn't want to compete with uh, your relationships. He doesn't want to compete with anything. He wants you and us and me to be able to say, God, you are the priority of voice in my life. You are my truth and I'm going to prioritize you. But sometimes we, we try and listen to God while also listening to everything else. And that's when all of a sudden we create something in our spirit that I like to call white noise. You've, you might have heard of white noise before. You know, sometimes it's like it helps people fall asleep. It helps babies. But the definition of white noise is it's multi, like everything has a frequency. Like my voice has a frequency, you know, uh, nails on a chalkboard have a frequency, a trumpet, like everything has a different frequency. But white noise is all different types of frequencies at the same exact intensity. That's what white noise is. So white noise in our spirit is this, all different types of sources with the same priority. We are prioritizing all these different sources of sounds in our lives at the same. And when they have the same priority, it creates white noise to where we can't differentiate anything. We can't differentiate truth from um, from lies. We can't differentiate good from bad. We can't differentiate um, truth from evil. And, and what becomes dangerous is we can't differentiate the voice of God versus the voice of the devil. Because mind you, it's like, it's not, 
think about when when um, Satan tempted Adam and Eve. Think about when Satan tempted Jesus. It wasn't something that was so outlandish. It was a partial truth that he tricked, tried to trick Jesus, but tricked Adam and Eve with. So if we're not careful and we have white noise in our spirit, we're not going to be able to differentiate the difference between God's voice and the devil's voice. And that's why you have so many Christians today that are preaching something so fervently and so passionate and so wrong at the same exact time. Is because when we give priority to all different sources of noise in our lives, we create white noise in our spirit. And when that comes, we aren't able to properly listen to what God wants to speak to us. I think about it like this. Um, you know, you ever play the game Telephone? Right? A telephone is basically where, so I say a sentence to the person in front of me, but I whisper it to them so nobody else hears. Then that person tells the same sentence from what they heard from me to the next person, and it's a train. And then at the very end, the person says what they think that's the sentence is. But what's crazy is humans have a tendency to warp information and to, to hear differently. And because of that, Although the, the first mistake might be one word, by the end of it, the message is completely different. So for instance, for instance, if I was starting the game of telephone and I said, Spencer is awesome and everybody loves him. Okay. I say, I, I whisper that to the next person. The next person might hear something a little bit different. And by the time it gets to the end, the last person is like, um, they, I think that they said that uh, soup makes great people and people hate toads. Like, what? Like, what are we taught? Like, have, if you've ever played telephone, you know that by the end, the message is so different than what the beginning was. And what happens in our faith is when we give priority to so many things, the word of God gets so distorted by the time it gets to our spirit that we could be believing something totally different. So here's what the reason I say that is because the content that you take in, okay, because we can agree with like bad sources, get rid of bad sources of voices in your life and, and in solitude, we're able to really, you know, uncover who God is and what he thinks about us. But what I think that the devil does sometimes is he will get us to listen to so much Christian content versus actually reading the word of God that even that can get so distorted and diluted over time. So let me tell you, Christian content should supplement your faith. It should not be the source of it. When we get solitude, when in your time of solitude, I'm telling you, prioritize God, God's word and prioritize prayer. Prioritize God's word and prioritize prayer in your time of solitude. That's the first practical thing I have for you is when you get away, you don't need to listen to podcasts all the time. You don't need to, to listen to sermons all the time. You need to, lit, to read these words in the Bible. And you need to pray to God because there's white noise. And when we prioritize everything the same, it still gets distorted. So in our solitude, we have to make sure that we are prioritizing the right voice, which is the voice of God, which the perfect voice of God is scripture. So prioritize that. Okay. So like I said before, we need to uh, God does not need to speak clearer in your life. We just have to listen better. God is talking. 
I mean, listen, I'm opening my, up my Bible right now, okay? I got, uh, let's see, in my Bible specifically, I got 1,300 pages of God's words to us. He, ain't, he doesn't need to speak clearer to us. We just have to listen better. So my, the practical tips of solitude. So that's the importance of solitude. Getting away, removing ourselves from the world so we can clearly hear the voice of God. Clearly hear it. And that empowers us to come back into our lives and make an impact. Nobody that went to the mountain stayed on the mountain after they heard from God. They went to the mountain, they heard from God, they got commissioned, they got pumped up, they got energized, they got motivated, and then they went and they affected and they changed their circumstances. And they, they, they were a betterment to the people around them, okay? So here's the practical things about it. Have a mountaintop place. Have a mountaintop place. It may be your car, it may be your living room, it may be your office, it may be a walk around your neighborhood. Have a place that you go to get away, to silence your cell phone, to turn off everything in the world and to say, God, this is my time with you. This is my mountaintop moment. Speak to me. That's number one. Number two, don't find time for solitude. Make time for solitude. Don't find time for solitude. Make If you try and find solitude, you will not find solitude. What do I mean by that is margin in our life is created. It's not found. Okay, the, the second that we try and find time for something, everything takes priority. Life happens, okay? So forecast your, your week, forecast your life, and say, no, here on Tuesday at 10 a.m. is my solitude time. Here at 4 p.m. on Friday is my solitude time. Make margin for it. Don't try and find margin for it. So those are the two practical steps that we can have in having solitude. I promise you, I, I promise you, I don't promise lightly, but I promise you, if you take time to really implement solitude with the Lord in your life, your, your walk is going to get stronger. Your faith is going to get deeper. Your maturity, your roots are going to get um, stronger. That is how we really develop time with God. Then the more that you remove white noise and other voices and hear God's voice in your life, and you will be able to recognize it in the real world. There's times where I'm, I'm listening to something and I'm like, that's not from God. Instantly, that's not from God. Ooh, that's, that's not from God. Oh, that is from God. Why? Because I've, I've learned to hear his voice so much in, in my private time, in my solitude time with him, that it's with me. It's the discernment that you carry with you. Okay, so that is the practical principle of solitude. I, I thought that was going to be a shorter episode, but I think I got a little carried away. <laughs> okay, so remember, hearing God is not a matter of listening harder. It's about a, a, a matter of listening better. Find solitude. Practice it. If you got any questions, let me know, and I would love to help you um, with the practical steps of finding solitude in your life. That is all that we have for today. Make sure if you have not left a written review, guys, um, this podcast is free and it will be free forever. I'm telling you that right now. This podcast will be free forever because I believe in just providing a resource that helps people in their walk of faith. Like that, that is my heart for you guys. That is all I want is that people listening to this would strengthen their faith and they can walk in the passion and purpose that God has called them to walk in. So the way that you can thank me for that is just leaving a written review. It'll take you two minutes, leave five stars, tell me what you like about the podcast. Um, that's what helps push this out. Uh, and besides that, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Spencer Knock. I would love to have a conversation with you regarding this episode. Uh, make sure you binge watch the other practical principle episodes. Um, other than that, I hope that you have a great day. 
practice solitude, journal about it today. Let me see your notes. And um, we'll see you next time on The Future Is Now.